Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Alex, and Alex is going to pronounce his last name for us. What is it for us? It's Brookman. There we go. <laughs> and he is an entrepreneur, author, executive coach, and board advisor. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Timmy? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. And we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Oh, what I like to do for fun is very easy. I put on my helmet and I ride my motorcycle up and down um, the Pacific West Coast. Um, and if the weather is, if the weather doesn't allow it, which happens fairly often, um, I spend as much time as I can with my as I can with my son. There we go. That's what I love doing for fun. I love it. I love it. You got to come down to Austin, man. The weather is much less rainy, much warmer. Just Actually, I know a girl who loves riding motorcycles. She's she's a motorcycle influencer, <laughs> and um, she used to live around the corner where I live. Um, and she just took her six motorcycles and moved down to her boyfriend um, to Texas just because of the weather. She can ride all year long, not only like those three months of sunshine that we have here in <laughs> British Columbia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're there. there we go. There we go. And tell us a little bit more about what you do. We know you're an entrepreneur and author and executive coach. Tell us what the day-to-day looks like, who you're um, serving. I actually serve um, small to medium-sized enterprises, so anything... Um, up to eight figures, I would say, in, in revenue is um, my sweet spot. Um, what I do is um, I facilitate strategy processes. And what that means is um, every entrepreneur out there, every business owner, at some point in time, they're like, I have no idea why I'm not making progress. And then I come in and help them get more clarity, get more direction, um, create a collateral that you can call a strategy or a strategy map or whatever you want to call it. It's in the end, something that you take as a business owner and benchmark opportunities against and ask yourselves, what is it that I really want to do? Um, How do I allocate my resources, meaning budget and people and attention to um, those priorities so that I actually reach a desired state in my business, let's say in two years, in three years, in five years from now. And um, many business owners went into business not because they have a management background and love managing companies. They went into business because they are really great at a particular subject matter. And then they're at some point in time like, yeah, I'm going to build a business around that. But to lead a business, it's it's just not enough to be really good at your subject matter. You really need to understand how to set up a business in a strategic way. Otherwise, you belong to those businesses or new businesses that disappear. I mean, um, we know that about... 50 to 60% of new ventures don't see their fifth birthday because they run out of business Um, because they go out of business simply because they're not making it. They run out of runway, they run out of money and don't get their business off the ground. And in order to avoid that at some point in time, mostly when they, when business, so, so reaching one to 2 million turnover 
that's fairly easy in the grand scheme of things. You, you, can, you can do that fairly easily um, just by working really, really hard and um, by being really good at what you do. Um, but everything beyond that is not that easy. Scaling a business isn't the same as building a business to that one or two million revenue mark. And that's when people bring someone like me in. I got you. I got you. So you're not helping people with like product market fit, their initial marketing, their initial sales processes. You're helping people like, okay, you've kind of got that established. You're seeing some success. Now let's take it and make a business out of it so you can start yeah. sourcing and kind of get your time back and all that good stuff. Um, anything around marketing, around sales, around productivity, all these things, they might end up being reviewed in that process, but people don't bring me in to help them set them up in the beginning. So the businesses that come to me, they have achieved a certain level of success already. There we go. There we go. And tell us a little bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? <laughs> it's actually, it has nothing to do with my business, actually. Um, my motivation comes totally uh, from my personal background. So um, I used to spend a lot of time in large corporations, um, which was extremely valuable time for me to learn. Um, I used to be an in-house strategy manager, later a management consultant, and then um, started sort of as an entrepreneur um, some years ago. And um, I kind of traded financial security against um, a, a system that allows me to spend my time more or less how I want. Now, every entrepreneur out there knows that there's always a boss. In the end, it's the client. Um, so I try to manage my time in a certain way that I have enough spare time to spend with my son. I became a first-time dad in my early to mid-40s. So that is probably the only chance I get to be a dad. So I decided very consciously that um, I want to spend as much time seeing my son grow up and supporting him with whatever I can, rather than spending um, too much time on my desk making making money or a career for the lack of a better term. So what 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 keeps me going and what fires me up every day is to build a life with my family, not for my family, if that makes sense. Yeah, there we go. Build a life with your family, not for your family. I like that. I like that. There's this guy, do you know who Alex Hormozy is? Never heard him. Gotcha. Sorry. Um, no, you're all good. You're all good. He wrote this book called hundred million dollar offers. And he was talking about, he was recently on the school of greatness podcast. And dude, the people who listen to my podcast must be sick of me talking about Alex Hormozy because <laughs> I do it almost every episode, but he was talking about how, you know, he has these goals. He has everything he's shooting for. And he thought about it and he was like, my 40 year old self would give up all the accomplishment of those goals to be 32 again. And if that's the case, and I know that right now, because my 32 year old self, like he's worth a hundred million dollars now. He said, I'd give it all up to be broken 20 again. So he's like, knowing that, why would I ever not live in the moment? And I think you've come to a similar conclusion with your family, building a life with your family, not for your family. Fair to say. Yeah. I love, I love it. I love it. Something I need to, um, you know, get more attuned to. I, I read The Power of Now and I've listened to The Power of Now and I've like, um, basically everything success-wise tells you to live in the moment and enjoy the relationships because that's the stuff that lasts, you know? 
And it's something that I need to refocus on. I agree with that. And I would always suggest that in order to be able to live in the moment, to enjoy the moment, you need to be very clear on where you want to go with your life and your business. Because only if you have that in place, you can actually enjoy missing out on so many things that other people are running behind. Um, so in order to, to escape FOMO and to create JOMO, the joy of missing out, you need to have a proper business strategy in place because then you can lean back and be like, awesome, that's a shiny object. It's not really an opportunity for me. It's probably really good for someone else. It doesn't work for me right now. Maybe sometime down the road. Thanks, but no thanks. And then you can really stay in the moment and enjoy your moment um, rather than constantly being hustling and running behind ideas and trying to copying what has worked for other people. It's, it's really better to have a clear cut strategy in place, knowing where you want to be and be an original rather than a copy of someone else. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I think that is very, very wise clarity to create Jomo. Uh, Jomo is going to be the title of this podcast, just so you know, because that's the first time I've ever heard it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Well, awesome. Now we're going to jump into your dreams and goals. So I think we've heard a little bit about it, but tell us about your, vi your vision for your business and your vision for the rest of your life. I think they are very strongly connected. The vision for my business is um, not necessarily written in or carved in stone it's um, a very fluid vision however i am very clear on the development steps that my business needs to take so i know where my business needs to be in two years in three years time in or in order to be able to just to provide for my family and to have the financial freedom that i need in order to live the life that i want to live again it comes back to create enough security and stability that you can live in the moment and um, when you build a business, especially at the beginning, um, I moved out of my previous company um, about three, two and a half years ago, um, three years ago already. And when you, when you leave a business that you built, you know that you can do it, but then you start a new business and you're alone again, you're on your own again. So the vision for my business is clearly not to be on my own again um, and have a system established that is kind of like a well-oiled machine in that field where I am. Um, every entrepreneur that provides services knows that very often those services are strongly tied to the entrepreneur. And in my case, it's no different. However, that is not a sustainable business model, just in case I get sick, for example. So um, I'm currently building a stream of different, um, let's say, revenue sources that will help me and my family um, also cope with the inevitable moments where things don't run as they should. Um, if, if I break a leg and can't travel and can't meet clients and can't, can't deliver keynotes, I just, I just need to have the security in place, the financial stability in place, that there are revenue streams somewhere else that can make up for that. So that's, that's probably for my business. That means productized services, I need to build. Um, so I, I just wrote two books. We're currently in, in negotiations with um, publishing houses. Um, so all these different kinds of things, providing value in different kinds of ways, help entrepreneurs and business owners 
um, to be less reliant on just one revenue stream. In this case, me, myself, and I. Um, talking about my life, um, I actually, I actually love my life as it is. I don't have much of a of a vision beyond that. If I can continue living how I live right now for the next 30, 40 years, that would be a dream come true. However, I know that my son is growing. I know that eventually I'm, I'm getting older. Um, but right now, I, I, I couldn't, I, 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 there's nothing that I miss. There's nothing that I, that I want to achieve that is something more or something bigger than, than I am or have right now. I'm fairly happy. Spoken like a man who lives in the moment. I love it. There we go. So we got create a system for your business that is a, like a well-oiled machine for your field. Diversify those revenue streams for your business and just continuing how you live right now. That's that's in a nutshell. It. There we go. I love it. Well, if there were one or two people in, on the planet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person that you could meet and they would help you take the next step towards those dreams and goals. So those business goals and maintaining your life. Because I think it's... um. Honestly, I think to maintain, you have to grow, which I know seems like kind of- I totally get you and you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Then we'll leave it there. Um, but who would that person be and how would they help you out? I think the most interesting person to talk to right now for me would, would be probably Adam Grant. And you see the book behind me standing on the shelf. Gotcha. Adam Grant wrote Think Again, um, one of the most influential books for me personally in the last year. Um, he is an organizational psychologist that is very clear in how he helps organizations um, to think again, to rethink how they operate um, in order to create workplaces, in his words, that do not suck. Um, so I would, I would love to have dinner with a guy um, simply because I feel that an, a conversation with him would be so invigorating and so enriching that I could probably benefit from it for a decade. <laughs> gotcha. And, and um, if we talk about one more person, I think I would probably, um, I would probably like to talk to my 80 year old self just to see, just to see how, how proud I am of the life that I eventually built. Um, it's building a living legacy is, is something that I'm really passionate about. So not only living to provide for my family, my immediate family, um, but also to, to share knowledge with people to help them create an impact in, in, in the world, like a positive impact on people, profits and the planet sort of. And I really would ask, I would love to ask my 80 year old self whether I succeeded eventually. Gotcha. Gotcha. There we go. And so do you ever, um, when you're making decisions, go forward to your 80 year old self and say, what would my 80 year old self tell me? I sometimes go to my 60 year old self um, because that is not too far away, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's like 16 years from now. It's not too that's far. a long time. 16 yeah, years ago, I was seven. Yeah, th that's the point. When I go back 16 years, um, I was 28 and I'm like, yeah, that is, that was fairly young. And now I'm 44 and it's only 16 years until I turn 60. And 60 is sort of, if you're lucky, you're starting the last trimester of your life. If you're unlucky, 
you're almost done. And I would I sometimes really talk to my six-year-old self and, and ask myself questions like, if I'm 60 and I take back, I take a look back on this decision that I have to make right now, what is it that I would that I would suggest to my 44-year-old self? And it changes. It changes how you operate because all of a sudden there is no short-term decision-making anymore. You, you benchmark your decisions against your moral compass that will be in place when you're 60. And that moral compass is kind of in place right now already, but it's still a different perspective, whether you take a decision based on your moral compass and you ask yourself, how will that affect the next two or three years versus what would I tell myself if I could make that decision again? How would it affect long-term how I, how I live and how I work? And that sometimes really changes how you operate in the now. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. Well, if there were one or two things that everyday people could do, and this is Sally at the grocery store, what can Sally at the grocery store do to help you accomplish your dreams right now? I would rather ask what I can do to help Sally, Sally accomplish her dreams. Um, and I'm not suggesting that Sally works at the grocery store, which is not her dream. So that's not what I mean with that. Um, but I mean that I believe what I bring to the table can help everyone um, readjust and reconfigure their compass in life and how they, how they go about life and work. Um, I don't really ask myself too often what other people can help me with. I often ask myself, how can I provide value? I believe that what goes around comes around. So um, eventually the right people will come into my, into my world. I gotcha. So Sally, just giving you an opportunity to help them is really what you want. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's why I have so many free resources on my website. I'm not really about selling my knowledge. It's really about providing value and helping people gain a new perspective. I mean, that, that's the reason why I go on podcasts. That, that's the reason why I share articles on my blog. That's the reason why I put toolkits for free on my website. Because I believe that those people that want to work with you, they will come around eventually. You just need to add value and... Um, that's, that's probably a bit of a weird sales approach, but I actually don't sell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. It's the best sales approach. Like, I think a lot of times um, it was something that a person said, it was a quote, you only sell when you don't know how to market and you only market when you like don't have a good product or something like that. And if you have a good product, which is, I think the best product is a genuine care for people. It just naturally happens. And I, think I agree with, so I agree. Cool, man. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is favorite book, movie, or podcast. Pick one. I go for favorite podcast, which is, um, it all works by Jason Wheeler. It is a podcast that is so precise um, around marketing that really anyone can learn from it. It is very deep and very broad at the same time. Um, whatever you think you know about marketing, 
once you've listened to Jason, you will have a ton of new ideas and very specific ideas that you can put into practice. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so it's a marketing podcast is it all works means like every marketing technique that's out there works. You just have to focus and kind of hone in on it. Or is that kind of the message? You're close. You're close. It all works. Um, is the name of the podcast is basically means that every marketing technique out there does have its, its place just because it doesn't mean for you doesn't mean it doesn't work for anyone else. And the same is true if you turn it around, just because it worked for someone else doesn't necessarily mean it, it works for you at this specific point in time. Um, and Jason helps you figure out what is it that helps you at which point in time in your business. Mm. I'll have to listen to that podcast. You do. You do. It's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Apart from having a good cold beer and enjoying the peace and serenity of my backyard, um, it's really a, the complete opposite sometimes, like headphones on, heavy metal as loud as it can be, and then just switching off and being in the moment with that music. That is something that I really enjoy and something that um, helps me get get the, how to say that, to scratch an itch. <laughs> yeah, scratch an itch. There we go. There we go. And last one for the thriving three. What is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Adam Grant? <laughs> um, it's funny that you should mention that because actually um, earlier today, I was thinking about sending him a, a signed copy of my new book. He probably gets like 10 of these a day, but um Anyway, I, I, I will do it. Um, I will write him a personal note and invite him out for dinner. It's as simple as that. I mean, the worst thing that he can do is say no. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I'll tell you what, read this book. It's called Giftology. It's two hours long on audio and like probably a hundred pages. Just um, if you read it, it kind of walks you through a process, a mindset, a system for meeting people who are like kind of out of reach, you know, you have to, you kind of have to shock them. And a good way to shock people is giving them a gift that means something to them. So that's what the book's about. But specifically, he talks about sending your book in a very unique way. So I bet you could probably Google um, Giftology's way to send your book or John Rulin's way to send your book to a famous person. And um, I think you'll get Adam Grant's attention if- I love that. Thanks for mentioning that. Of course, of course. And when you get his attention, uh, shout out this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will for sure. <laughs> awesome, awesome. There we go. Well, now we're gonna jump into our last series of questions. It used to be one question, um, but I've made it a series because I've gotten more and more curious as I've continued to ask the question. So they require a bit of pretext. Stick with me, all right? A lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst that causes that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree with that? Do you disagree? Anything to add, anything to subtract? That is a very interesting question. Um, growth mindset 
is something that I, that I see in kids. I see it now in my son. He has an extreme growth mindset. Um, kids are so innately curious to learn. And I always wonder at which point in time we lose that as human beings. Um, and what you just said is basically, how do I rediscover it? Either through desperation or aspiration. Um, I'm not 100% sure whether I can subtract anything from that, but I, I, want, I want definitely add that I believe that everyone can rediscover a growth mindset. I did so in my 30s um, when I realized that a lot of the things that I saw out there in the world I was curious about didn't match my preconceived system of putting things into drawers, if that makes sense. Yeah. So not everything that I heard or learned was something that matched what I knew up and until this point. That's when I started to, to rediscover how to learn and um, how to learn deeply, how to really immerse myself into new things without a fixed opinion about something. Um, I think that's that's the only thing I can add. It's it's possible to rediscover your growth mindset, even if if it's hard at, at points. There we go. There we go. I completely agree. And in fact, we're about to jump more into how to rediscover that growth mindset with these next questions. So our next question is, given the same amount of extreme inspiration or extreme desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't? This is probably a very personal decision and sometimes staying where you are and accepting your surroundings and your reality can be less daunting than daring to make a huge step outside of your comfort zone or outside what you know. So as long as what you have around you, even if you don't like it, as long as you kind of can cope with it, I sense it's often easier for people to accept their fate than to go all in and leave behind what they know. It's, it's even more daunting for them to do that than to change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that answer ties us right into our next question. Almost like they were designed that way. Um, some people need a smaller amount of desperation or inspiration to change and others need a larger more consistent amount. What do you think establishes that breaking point or that threshold and can it be influenced? I think to answer that question in any meaningful way, I would have to sit with that question and do a little bit of research. Um, I feel there is a lot of depth to that last question that you asked. Um, I, I don't think I can answer that question. That's fair. That's fair. That is a perfect answer. I ask these questions because they're hard questions that provoke thought. So they do. I completely respect that answer, which just means you'll have to come back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely hooked. Nicely hooked. <laughs> awesome. Well, we got one last question. And if you need to think on this one, too, because I think it provokes a lot of thought, go for it. If you have an answer, I'm willing to hear it. So. Before I ask this question, I want you to kind of get in your head an avatar. 
And this avatar is somebody with that fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. Keep them in mind as we kind of go through this question. So in the book, Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the laws are make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. With that context in mind and the avatar I told you about in your head, how can we create an environment for that avatar that makes it obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying for them to make the choice that will change their life? That avatar is my 25-year-old self, which was very fixed in, in his mindset. Um, to me, the trigger to change or to, to start to explore a mindset of abundance and a mindset of growth goes along with meeting the right people, um, allowing, allowing new perspectives in your life. So I believe that the biggest, the biggest lever that people can pull in order to get unstuck is to allow yourself to engage with people that have different opinions, different perspectives, and different experiences. Um, that was unraveling for me at that age. And it took a while, more or less a decade, to actually come to, come to terms with that with the fact that there are people out there that are younger than myself or older than myself and they have so much to give regardless of how old they are and I have so much to learn. Once I realized that I started talking and I started asking questions and I started to listen more. And I think that is probably the, the, the key to, to get unstuck and to grow is to ask questions, not from a perspective of, let's say, trying to, to put things into what you know, but simply from a perspective of curiosity mm. without a preconceived answer in mind and without trying to reposition yourself to give an answer. It's just really about asking for the sake of learning. I love it. I love it. I love the idea of surrounding yourself with people that have that difference in perspective, experience, and opinion, but also the intent with which you approach it. And so the whole premise of this question is that we can't control people's intent. Like some people just don't have the intent to walk into a situation with an open mind. They're going to try to fit everything in their box. So how do you think we can shape the world such that? Um, and this is a big question because I'm talking about the world here. I'm not talking about like Austin, Texas or Round Rock, Texas. So I'm talking about like, how can we shape the world so that it is more normal to interact with people that have different perspectives than you, than it is to stay with the same people. I, I think like that's the, a, only, the only way of doing that is starting your own small corner in your own sandbox. It's like literally going out there and asking yourself, whom do I want to meet? Um, because I don't know about X and who can teach me about X? Whom can I, whom can I engage with? And sometimes it's, it's, really, it's really out of one's comfort zone. So for me, for example, whenever I hear something about ungendered lifestyle or female leadership, it triggers something inside me. And I always ask myself, why is that even a topic? 
And then I, I often realize just because something isn't a topic for me, because for me, it would be weird not to accept a woman as a leader or not to accept love as love. Just because it's not a topic for me doesn't mean it is a topic for the world outside. So I recently started to engage with people that um, are activists in, in, in these areas that do not match with my own world. There's just no link for whichever reason. So I create those links and I start to listen and I start to educate myself based on their experiences. And it's extremely humbling to learn about their experiences and to, to, to understand how, for example, when it comes to ungendered lifestyle, how I as cis men can help people um, live the, who they are without even knowing that I could support them. If, if I don't engage with them, I don't know. I just don't know. I never learn. So I pushed myself in that direction and said, okay, learn. And I can do that in my, in my little corner of the sandbox. I don't need to think about the whole world. I think if everyone just made that small step to yeah. engage with people around them that are different than themselves, this world would be so much of a better place. Ah, I love it. I love it. So just focus on you, focus on What's that? Be the change you want to see in the world, basically? Um, kind of, um, but not necessarily with the intent to be the change, but with the intent to learn, with the intent to connect and build bridges. And it, it's not really about trying to, it's not about that grand idea all the time to, to be the big change in the world. It's really about just to learn, to grow, to educate yourself and thereby make more conscious decisions for yourself to educate your children in a different way and thereby to create a ripple effect that slowly trickles out into the world if you want so there we go there we go well alex thank you so much is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off i would love to learn more about your perspective on these things that we talked about that you asked me what what do you think about especially that last question for sure for sure um so just the last one you want me to walk through all of them like just that last one because that triggered something in me <laughs> yeah uh creating an environment that makes it obvious attractive easy and satisfying so i guess a little bit more context why i asked this question i have huge goals of raising the standard of living across the world to middle class america just because i think from the kind of standard of li living of middle class america it's much easier to take extreme ownership over your life. There's the argument to be made that you can do it while you're in extreme poverty, people have, but it's a bit of a harder sell. And so I kind of grew up and my family had less money than I would have liked, but then I realized other people had way less money than I had. And it was just, if I hurt that much, how much more did they hurt? Now it has come to my attention that people are broke and happy as well as wealthy and miserable. So there's more to life than just money, but money does play a factor for a lot of people. So I asked this question because with my big goal, I understand that I'm going to run into people uh, that really have that fixed mindset. And for the longest time, I tried to change people. And that uh, was exhausting. And I realized I couldn't change people. And so then I was like, well, if I can't change people, how can I, um, create an environment that mm, makes them want to change because for the better, you know, if you are happy and content with your life, 
I don't want to help you be less content. I want to support you in being what you are. But if you're complaining and you're miserable, like how can I create an environment around you that pushes you towards making that choice towards happiness? That's why I asked the question. And I think the answer to the question, um, one, I don't really have a good one because I'm asking it. <laughs> um, but it's always good to learn. Yes, absolutely. But two, I would say it, it's some sort of like incentivizing. And we just have to figure out how to incentivize talking to people and learning in that way as opposed to not incentivizing. And so I think societally, we have a kind of societal script that is just incorrect. Like I think by and large, the things that we learn growing up are not actually the things that make us happy, like the material wealth, at least what I learned growing up in America in my school system, which is a very narrow part of the world. So um, yeah, I think the societal script typically doesn't tend to lean towards like having gratitude and focusing on relationships and not working to you drop, you know, the lifestyle, like just what we prioritize can be kind of out of whack sometimes. And I think if we change that kind of societal script and incentivize people differently, because it's like, if people learn when they're 12 and 15 and 18, and it's continually reinforced that building meaningful relationships is what's going to give you like long lasting happiness and a way to build meaningful relationships is to talk to people with different perspectives, experiences, and opinions, and let them be authentic and accept them for their authenticity. Like if we can start to create that narrative in the minds of children and adults, I feel like that's when we'll start to, there'll be incentive to uh, make that change for the better, as opposed to kind of staying miserable and letting people be miserable. And um, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of. I think there was a way better answer than I I gave you for that question. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I've also asked it to a lot of people, and I've kind of been piecing ideas together. Like even what you said, uh, meeting the right people that have different perspectives, experiences, and opinions, and then with the intent that you walk into it. Like I just incorporated that in my answer now because that's a new thing. So I learned that from you, and so I've just been big goals. And I want to do it in a way that mm, not makes everybody happy because I'm not a people pleaser, but allows room for authenticity and vulnerability in the world. And right that. now, I don't think people feel safe doing that. And I want to create environments that make people feel safe doing that around the world. So I love that. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, do you want my opinion on any of the other questions or anything else you want to chat about? Follow up to I think I, I really would have to go back. To, I really would have to come back on your show to make that work. <laughs> <laughs> All good, man. Well, I mean, if you want to, like, you don't have to, no pressure. But if you want to, I can send you the link right after this. Or you can get the link from the email or Podmatch or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, on that note, thanks for coming on the show. Timmy, it was a pleasure meeting you and, and, and chatting with you. Um, one of the deeper conversations I had in podcasts. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we could do it. That's man. I like, I like these questions. Cause, um, a little bit more about me. I kind of hate small talk. <laughs> and so I actually started this podcast because there was too much small talk in my life. And I was like, I need to have meaningful conversations with people. And when you meet people on the street, they're not always willing to kind of speak about their dreams and goals. And so that's, 
a big part of the reason I made this podcast. But so I'm glad you like that makes sense. And that makes conversation. sense. Well, awesome, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, if you guys are listening and you loved what Alex had to say, you loved who he was as a person, which let's be real, who doesn't go ahead and contact him, reach out to him. Is it a website, social media? How do you want people to reach out to you? The easiest way is to um, check out my website, alexthestrategist.com. There's tons of free resources there. There's a blog there that I regularly feed with articles around business, around mindset, around anything that um, helps you grow if you want. And um, from there, obviously, you find me on Instagram and you find me on LinkedIn. There we go. Well, awesome. All of those links will be in the show notes. As we always ask, go ahead and send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.